I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the MTM Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and from As the Joe Flies, Joe Chung. How's it going, uh, guys? I've been spending the last few days losing my mind on TikTok. So there's, there may be, I may not have enough brain left to, to do this show, but I hope you guys can help me out. Uh, are you no. like 20 all of a sudden or what? Yeah, we're, like t- we're too old for that, man. I mean, we're, well, MTM is, we're content creators, so that's sort of what we do. So Just that's focus on I'm one platform, doing. dude. That's no, that's no. My well, it's, I I do agree. Focus or hire where your, where a twenty-year-old to do. Hire a twenty-year-old to do it. Maybe yeah, that's probably where we'll end up. But you still got to understand the platform a little bit. I do. I do know enough about it to know that it has to fry your brain. Like going through videos like that, it has to fry your brain. So I, I don't plan on using it personally long term. But I do see the value in people that can use it without their brain being fried. So there you go. Don't Good. you have a twenty-year-old uh, that? Uh, you have some modicum of uh, sway over that might be able to help out. He's terrible on social media. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He's he's not a big social media user. Good for he's him. It, yeah, he's he's fairly uh, healthy when it comes to that stuff. He does, of course, communicate with friends and stuff, but he's not heavily posting. Or, in fact, he doesn't really post at all. So he's not good. Leonardo DiCaprio clapping dot gif. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So how was your week, gentlemen? So every single. Professional sporting event went exactly the way I did not want it to go, but... J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets! I mean, that that one is a given. I'm talking about all the other ones that there was a chance How about for them How to about that Packers that I game, though? I mean, so that many a, beautiful missed field goals. That was like a super entertaining game. But I was going to say, uh, my daughter's soccer team won, even though winning in third grade shouldn't matter at all. But uh, so, you know, I would call it uh, an even draw overall. All the pros lose, but uh, my family wins, so... Football is life, Joe. Football is life. It is. It is. What about you, Mark? Uh, well, we're going to talk about me later, so I guess we'll just save it. <laughs> Did you guys watch the uh, so the end of Ted Lasso happened? Right? Was that that was this last week? Right? Yeah. The uh, the finale. Yeah. We've, I don't know if I want to spoil it for anybody. No, we no, should, but should, it's too early to spoil it. But what did uh, you guys think of like the whole season? Though you you like it? We've talked about it on the show before, so I figure people out there might care. It was a little more uneven than season one. I don't think it was as focused. Um, just by nature of the storylines that they were trying to pull off. At the same time, you know, I feel like they take big swings for the storyline, and a lot of them did come off. So overall, I'm pretty happy with the season. Interested to see where things go next year. Um, but what about you, Mark? I, th- I think they went a little too far down rabbit holes with storylines that I don't really care about, like people I don't care that much about. And it just seemed like they were trying to fill space, and maybe that's because this was based off a of commercial, and they kind of built a show around it. So I don't know. First season was great. Second season, uh, not as great. I don't know. Third season set up to be somewhat interesting, but we'll see. There needs to be a Twitter account that just posts Coach Beard reaction faces and memes. Yeah. Uh, that guy's face <laughs> is amazing. He tells more uh, with his face than he does. He's uh, good. I did yeah, finally really watch good. the commercials. I had never seen the, the commercials that inspired the show. So I finally watched those this week. So that was uh, that was fun. It's kind of cool to see how they 
adapted that very one-dimensional idea for the commercials into to a full character. Anyway, I know this isn't a, a TV show, but uh, if you haven't watched those, watch those commercials for sure. Those NBC uh, Premier League commercials from like 2012, I think, is where, where it, it was debuted. A, it was like almost a decade ago. One last comment is, come on, Geico Caveman TV show. How come you couldn't pull this off? Couldn't even get like four episodes. You probably don't <laughs> even know that that show existed. They made a, yeah, they made a show just that. of the Geico Caveman. Wasn't it on like Fox or something? I don't know. I never watched it, but I think the premise Fox always does terrible. random stuff. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Yeah, that 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 got greenlit, and wow. Hopefully, that's yeah, that's crazy. All right, let's get into the show, guys. But before we do, just want to remind everybody out there: if you love the show, don't forget to subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now. Leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. We've gotten a couple of new reviews lately. We definitely appreciate that. And don't forget. For links to everything, mtmpodcast.com. That's where you can find links to subscribe. Or if you want to apply for cards, support the show, you can find it uh, all right there, mtmpodcast.com. Gentlemen, American Express hurt a lot of people's feelings this week. This is probably like the biggest shutdown wave uh, we've seen, at least, you know, hard hit. I feel like people that are very into this game probably had like a seven, eight, nine, ten 10% type of hit rate, which, which is insane. I know that's a small group when you're talking like higher end miles and points people, but it's still pretty, pretty massive amount of people. So yeah, I heard from, uh, you know, a, a, a friend that they'd gotten shut down a couple weeks ago on a Friday and they had no idea why, you know, they, they never did anything shady with their cards. They only used it for business spend and regular spend and had no idea. And I was like, well, that's really weird. You know, it's probably an error or something. And then, you know, after a couple of days, I heard another one and another one. So I was like, okay, what's going on? And then come to find out as, you know, I wrote about it, we didn't really know what was happening. And then we got some more info that there was a Amex employee that was uh, giving out the business platinum 150K offer that had no lifetime language in it. And it was a true Amex employee. And he was, you know, and we've known for a long time that if you call business people, uh, business uh, Amex salespeople, they usually have a little bit better offer. I mean, we even shared one in our Facebook group years ago that was like a 100K offer when the the standard offer was like 70K or something like that. You know, nobody really thought anything of it. And pretty much anybody that used this guy for a sign up got shut down. And then a couple of days later, people that took these targeted expand your membership offers started getting shut down too. Even when they were, you know, labeled to their name and they didn't do anything wrong. They just signed up for an offer that was either mailed, emailed or in their Amex account. So it just kind of like grew from there. And people got caught up in this from the Adam guy that, you know, there were people that did like 10 cards through him or something like that, which, you know, they were playing with fire, but there's other people that got, one card and it was just because he offered 50k more than they could get publicly and this was their first card so it's like you know everybody got the, they threw the baby out with the bathwater. everybody got mixed up in it even people that didn't deserve to be i have a friend who had never had a business platinum card applied through him and was shut down you know and she does not i mean she's pretty experienced in the game but i would not say she engages in shenanigans at all. I mean, it really feels like, obviously, this is all speculation, but because the majority of the shutdowns are related to him, Amex maybe has a problem with him and what he did. And it almost feels like a situation where all the people who signed up through him, maybe they're like collateral damage or they're burning the evidence or something like that. Like, because we heard back in February that Amex was being investigated by the CFPB for shady business 
credit card uh, signup practices. And so, you know, one of the rumors or not rumors, but uh, theories out there is maybe this guy was connected to that. And then Amex is cutting off all evidence that he did things. Um, but, you know, I really feel bad for my friend. She really didn't do anything wrong. And I'm signing up for a credit card. I have never had the credit card before. So it's not like I am. And it's subject. with an Amex employee. Like, yeah, it's I'm not, I'm a... not subject. I'm not, yeah, I'm not subject. I'm not subject to Amex, no lifetime language rules. And then my friend says, Hey, you know, I know a guy at Amex who has, you know, a slightly better signup offer. I, I just, there's nothing shady about that. You're like, I don't know why you would think that's shady. So why she got shut down. I think that's really messed up. And then of course the really scary data points, which I don't know anyone personally who is in this situation, but the data points that people are like, I just, applied for the no lifetime language offers that got emailed to me. That's, it's all kind of pretty out there. I mean, Amex can do whatever they want, but still it's, I don't know. It doesn't seem right. I mean, I'm in that situation. My wife and I both have signed up for 150 K platinum offers that were mailed to us. And so I'm, I'm a little uh, concerned about it. I do have one friend who said that they use not, not an email, but a physical mailer, just like I did who got shut down. I, I mean, when I log into my American express account, it's 20 years now that I've been an American Express cardholder, and it says, thank you for your loyalty, 20 years. Like, that's a company that they used to be, that they used to care about people. In this case, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I really, I don't get it. But I, should, I think we should point out that the bank does have the right to choose who they do business with, but they're taking annual fees, you're earning points. Mark, do you, guys, do you know people, are they able to transfer their points out, or are they, uh, have they been losing their points, or are they getting locked up like they... You know, they used to do that and you know, for their, there was a hundred K offer a few years ago where they locked everybody's points for a while. Yeah. People, uh, have had success within a couple hours of shutdown if they catch it early and they call the membership rewards number, they have to call in because they can't do it on their account online. So you, you call the 1-800 number and you tell them what you want to transfer and they're, they're able to do it over the phone. So they are able to get it out. A lot of people were able to, to at least keep their points, but you make a good point that some of these people are paying two, three thousand dollars in annual fees, and it could have just hit. Like you know, I just paid my platinum annual fee. If I got shut down, that's five hundred fifty dollars. I'm out just for that one card. I've only had it a month. You ever think it would be a, a little bit of a relief to to get shut down just so you don't have to pay all the annual fees, all those crazy fees? <laughs> I know Bethany probably would because she pays like doubles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, just the relief of no. I mean, it's terrible, and I feel bad for everybody who did it. It's just a reminder with American Express, we've seen them, we've seen them like come back at people for all different things, right? For manufactured spending on offers, for applying for offers that they think you shouldn't apply for. Now for even applying for offers in some anecdotal cases that were mailed to you. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Has that employee been fired? I think, you know, I saw on Reddit a few days ago, I haven't kept up with it, that he was still employed there. So it's kind of crazy yeah, uh, was it was he a honeypot he, for uh, for he was travel still, hackers? He was still pushing out offers, like and telling people to sign up through him as they're getting shut down. So I don't know what's going on there. All the other business managers, this was kind of a thing that people had known for a while. They could call in, and all the other ones lost their links, their special links or whatever. But this guy somehow kept his. So I don't know if he was doing something funky or if it was like a bear trap or whatever. But it's just weird that you would punish the customers for something your employee did. You know, any other business I've worked for, if the employee messes up, you just, you know, you take it. Like if they tell you something wrong, you eat that, you, you accept the loss and move on. And, and you either train the employee or fire the employee, that type of thing. 
I mean, there were stories of people that went into Centurion lounges and they were talking to the bartender. They're like, oh, yeah, my buddy Adam works for AMX and he can get you a better offer. You should call him. So, like, <laughs> you know, they even had employees at the lounges telling you to call this guy. So I don't know how you take that out on your uh, customers. And then you don't even, you know, check to see which ones abused it and which ones only had one card from this guy. You just anybody that touched him, you shut down, which seems very strange. It really feels like there's something going on with that particular agent. And I think that companies have a due process. And so I, I'm guessing that's partially why he's still employed. But the customers are much easier to fire, um, you know, metaphorically. So I think that feels like what's uh, going on here. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I think he probably my if I had to hazard a guess, he probably made a lot of commission yeah. from all the uh, signups that he was pushing. I just think it's Amex is covering themselves. I don't, I don't know what they're worried about, but it definitely seems like, you know, just, I don't know. I just watched Enemy of the State. I don't know if you guys remember that movie, Will Smith. Gene Will Hackman. Smith. Yeah, and, and yeah. Gene Hackman just blows up his Jack entire. Black. He entire, yeah, Jack Black. Seth Green's in it too. It's crazy who's in that. But, uh, you know, Gene Hackman just blows up his entire office um, because he wants to burn all the evidence. You know, it felt like that. Hey, there you go. Burn it, Cage. Burn it down, American Express. Burn it down. Yeah, and, and Joe brings up, you know, a point. We we don't have a lot of power as the the uh, consumer, the customer, which I do think there needs to be something, you know, put into place for this type of stuff. We've seen it with gift cards. You know, we just had a report in our uh, Facebook group that somebody loaded 10 $100 Amazon gift cards and they froze his account, took the money, and he's, you know, still fighting to get it back. So we see that type of stuff. And now they're taxing us for referral bonuses on these points. So we've paid money for these points. We paid annual fees. We've paid, you know, taxes on some of them. We should have some protections. They can't just fire it and take the points away and and absorb our annual fees and, and take them without some type of recourse, without some type of arbitration or something. So I do feel like we need something put into place and even more so for gift cards. It's just uh, insane what power companies have to just take your gift card balance without any real proof of anything happening. They don't even ask you, hey, did you get hacked or where did these gift cards come from? They just take them and they keep the money until you you make a loud enough noises. Uh, six months later, you might get your money back, you know, and we've seen this with eBay and PayPal and stuff. They'll get shut down. They won't give you the money back for six months. It's crazy. And the fact that we have nothing that we can do about it, you know, we see people uh, confiscate money at the airport where there's no law of how much money you can travel with, but they can confiscate it just because they think you look shady and hold it and you never have a court date you have no way to fight it and they just keep your money and there's nothing anybody can do about it and i think that is just an atrocity but isn't that a dark side of travel hacking i mean isn't that something that everybody who listens to this podcast who reads this like shouldn't they be aware that you're pushing limits or you know with limited protections or you know or at least factor in that risk into what they're into what they're doing i agree with everything you said i mean we do need protections and we've seen time and time again especially with things like gift cards where, you know, in the old world, there's like cash equivalents, right? And then there's merchandise, right? And, and they view merchant gift cards as merchandise, but there should be a third category. You know, it is money that you're paying. So, yeah, I think part of this is just adjusting to the new world. But what should travel hackers do, Joe, to protect themselves, you know, when they're evaluating this stuff? Because as we've seen time and time again, we've covered this over and over again. It keeps biting people <laughs> in the butt. Yeah, I think people should not have been surprised that this happened. Amex has 
shown that this is just something that they're going to do. Moving aside from that, I think that we accept for some reason that banks, you know, you want to talk about dark side. Like, yes, they're firing their customers that are unprofitable. But who are their profitable customers? Their profitable customers are the people that they are putting into debt and sending to collections and running thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of interest rate fees on, right? So, yes, companies can do whatever they want. But for some reason, we accept that they can cheat millions of Americans by putting them into debt. But we get mad when I'm not saying that travel hackers are like Robin Hoods or anything like that. It's not like we're giving back to the poor or anything. But like, let's let's be honest about these companies that we're talking about here. They're not like morally just companies. So just because they can do whatever they want, that doesn't give them the moral high ground. It just means that they have the power. And that just kind of is what it is. Well, we do have, as Mark said earlier, the, there is a CFPB investigation into some of their practices. We They've been randomly giving people points too, right? I know I randomly had 30-something thousand points show up in my account. I've seen other people say that because they're going back and auditing times when they took away points or they didn't give you earns and they're going back and doing it. So at least somebody's keeping them honest on some level. And uh, That's a triple cross, Sean. Yeah. That's a triple cross. They gave them back to you so that when they, you, you, you use them, you know, <laughs> they're going to, it's a triple cross. No, yeah, I kidding. do keep logging into my accounts every day just to make sure that I still have them. Thankfully I do. And hopefully I continue to, but you know, like I said, it's crazy that I used an offer that came to my house in my name and I'm worried about it, but that's what we've come down to uh, at this point. A good tip is if you're worried about it, uh, people have said, add it to your, add an Amex card to your mobile wallet. If you see it get removed, that means you've been shut down. So that's kind of like a quick tip off if you uh, have it in your wallet and then you get a notification that it's been removed from your wallet, you know what's up. All right. On, on to happier times and, and things to talk about. Uh, you've been traveling so much. How many weekends in a row have you been out of town? Like a lot. Uh, three of the last four. And then I've, I got to go somewhere this weekend too for a night. So, I'm you know, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I feel like I haven't. And then, you know, all summer it was like the cottage and everything. I don't feel like I've been home, you know, maybe like three weekends out of the last three, four months. And it's, it was too much. It's, it's just too much. And, and it's starting to wear me down for sure. You're binging after no travel for a long time and too much. It's like, it's like I'm a Coke addict and I'm like, give it to me. Yeah. Well, just like you like when Ryan has terrible stories to tell uh, when things go wrong to write it up. I do like that you're traveling because we have things to talk about here on the podcast. And uh, I have some interesting travel coming up this week that I'll be able to talk about uh, in a couple weeks that I think people will be interested in. But let's talk about Florida. So your mom uh, had her birthday and and this was, was this your first uh, family trip in a while? Like all of you, uh, Kirsten and the kids? Uh, Trying to think. Yeah. With, with all four of us, it was probably, I think the last trip was we went to Jacksonville to visit them when they were living in Jacksonville. And that was like February of uh, 2020. So that was the last time all four of us, because, you know, I did Alaska with Connor and I did Vegas with Kirsten, but it was the first time all four of us were together since right before COVID hit. How, how did the, the family dynamic change? Uh, were, the, were the kids well behaved or was it a little rusty or how did it work? Well, they're like teenagers now, so they should know how to behave. <laughs> uh, no, everything went fine. I mean, it, it's a quick flight. We flew to, we went to Fort Myers. It's like a two hour, two hour and 15 minute flight. And they just watched their movies on Delta, the best airline out there. So Everything went smooth. You know, they were used to everything. Did a lot of swimming, a little bit of beach time. It was pretty hot down there, which I wasn't super excited about. But, uh, you know, a little too hot, I would say. But, you know, we had a good time and everything went pretty smoothly. 
So yeah, yeah, everybody was like in good form. You know, my wife got lost on the way to the car back from the when we got back to the airport, like always. So that was pretty much, you know, business as usual. Feels good to have some normalcy in life, right? Yeah, I'm probably gonna get murdered for that comment. Well, if she listens. <laughs> so where'd you guys end up staying? Yeah, so uh, my mom picked the place because they, you know, they used to go when they lived in Michigan, they'd go to Fort Myers every year for my dad's birthday. So she wanted to go there for her birthday. It was uh, called Outriggers Beach Resort, just like a smaller, old school Florida, like motel, two stories, you know, with a cool tiki bar slash dining area outside next to the pool. And then Fort Myers has probably like the biggest beach I've ever seen just in lengthwise. It takes it's like a quarter mile to get from, you know, when you leave the resort to get to the water. So that's pretty impressive and kind of amazing. The white powdery sand, not like normal sand, but more like almost like like sugar or concrete mix, you know, like a very fine powder, which just sticks to everything. So something to be aware of for sure. If it's a really hot day and you have to walk across that beach, it's going to be a burner. You'll dance on your toes. So do you think it's nicer than like some of the beaches up further north, like Sarasota or Clearwater, things like that? Well, you know, the the best beach in the country that gets voted uh, every year is that uh, island or the K up in right near Sarasota. So I'd probably say it's a little bit better. The sand gets a little worn down, so it's it's pretty firm in, in spots on the way out to the water. So it's not as luxurious as you think of, you know, most beaches, but it was really nice. The water was a little bit seaweedy, but we were lucky that the red tide didn't make it all the way down there. I think that's part of the reason they picked that location. Um, but the resort was really nice. You know, the, my, the downside of places I've stayed when they're independently owned, like smaller mom and pop places, they have these cool tiki bars, sunset on the water, and they close at 9 p.m. It happened in Tampa. It happened in Fort Myers. I don't know what the deal is. Everything around it closed by 10. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Why stayed, would you not keep this open? I stayed in a cool local hotel in Fort Lauderdale that was right on the beach. Same thing, really cool bar of it, but it all closed early and there wasn't a lot around there. So it's kind of the same. Maybe it's a Florida thing. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody goes to Sizzler at five and then the bed by nine, <laughs> I guess. There you go. Yeah, I got to get down there and go to the Coconut Point. I know we've talked about that before, although I, I can never find award availability. Every time I've searched there uh, this year, I haven't found any award availability uh, there. But I've never been down to that area of Florida on that bottom left we drove all around the uh, peninsulas and islands and stuff and kind of hopped back and forth. We went to this cool place called Bamimi Tiki or Bait Shop, Bamini Bait Shop. And it's actually like right down the road from a really nice looking Marriott. It's kind of like before the bridge to get to uh, Sand Cay, I believe it's called. Uh, so like the northern part of Fort Myers, you know, when you look it up on the map, it says it's Fort Myers. But on their like uh, T-shirts and stuff, it says something else I've never heard of. So I don't know if that's like where it technically is but that was a really cool place it was you know overlooking the water really good theming that a, a band playing on top of the bar and they had this cool thing where you put a tip in a you put the tip in the coconut and then you crank it and it goes up and drops in the bucket up above this you know on the stage above the bar and just a lot of cool stuff i shared some pictures on twitter so definitely check that out um but that I, I gotta look into that marriott even though I hate Marriott, but uh, it, it looked amazing. And if you could walk to that place every night, that's there you go. That's a win. At Detroit Mark on Twitter for all of you out there. Yes. Yeah, there is a cool picture of, I, I like the picture of the turtle in the sand. Although the tiki bar pictures were, that bar with that really well-themed bar uh, looked really neat. 
like a, yeah. a fun place. Yeah, we were, I think it was the first morning we got up and me and the kids went out to the beach. It was like 7.38. So just sun coming up and everything. And we happened to see a turtle and we watched him. We wait, you know, I st- we stood there for like half hour waiting for him to go into the water. And he would like get up to the water and then just keep skirting it. <laughs> and he never went in. A, we just gave up, but it was a cool picture. So you flew Delta. How's your progress towards your, have you got your platinum status yet or are you on the way there? Yeah, I got, uh, I hit the 25 K spend. So I ended up getting gold status the next day, like the spend cleared and all that. So I got gold status on Monday, the day after we got back. And then I'm like two or three K away from getting the extra, uh, when you spend 30 K on the Delta reserve, you get 18,750 MQMs. So I'm like 3,000 away from that, and that will push me over uh, platinum. So I'll have that going forward. So we'll see how that that works for upgrades and everything. I've noticed as you've gotten more Delta status, you like to talk and tweet about them a lot more. So you're you're really uh, settling into that oh, no, Delta I, fanboy. Uh, I, I was I was subtweeting the uh, best terminal in the U.S. for yeah. Sean. That's why. No, I know. I saw it. I, I know what it was. <laughs> you even got all artistic and made it all black and white just to. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Look better the Delta shuttle. I know how you love trams, and you know this is one of the few raised trams in in inside the terminal. I mean, you got to go. All right. I got you that, back right? on Twitter by saying that Disneyland doesn't want you, so it's okay. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But no, uh, you know, we didn't go to the the main downtown area, Fort Myer. Really, we drove by. It looked really cool. Ton of bars and restaurants right there. Uh, there was like a, a, a whole bunch of boat races, so there's seventy thousand people in the area that weekend. So downtown was just like hammered with people so we didn't really venture into it but it did look like a place if you stay near it um you definitely could have some fun down there if that if that's what you're looking for so you get a more more of an experience where we were more like hanging out at the resort and uh, ate at the seafood steakhouse across the street and stuff like that so it was was pretty relaxing had some fun uh you know after about two days i was ready to go and i like to do stuff well we'll leave it uh we'll leave it there and uh there you go speaking of doing stuff we talked a little bit about what we would want from a Hyatt premium card, but then Chase and Hyatt went and didn't launch a premium card and made us look like fools. But they did launch a new card, a business card. Our premium card would have been way better than this. Yeah, also, I don't know what you're talking about, man. That's long tail content right there. Our hopes and dreams for a high premium card. We can just insert that yeah. anytime a rumor comes up. So There you go. Just keep uh, keep dredging out. But they did come out with the card. Evergreen so... is what I was thinking yeah. for. And yeah, I was like, what's long tail? Is that like a new thing? <laughs> I mean, long tail is a thing, but evergreen is a much better term for this. Anyway, sorry, Sean. Mark, you want to bring us through what is the the deal with this card? I mean, does it, I, I guess you're going to break this down, but I mean, I, I'll kind of lead with the, the result. It's probably not better than the personal card, but I guess if you're looking for a business card, maybe this will uh, scratch the itch. What What is it? What are they offering here? Yeah, so they're giving you 75,000 Hyatt points after spending $7,500 in the first three months. You also get this Headspace subscription, which I don't know what that's worth. Uh, annual fee is $199. You get two $50 credits that you can use at Hyatt Resorts. So basically that will knock it down to 99 bucks if you ever spend money on property or on hotel rooms, etc. at Hyatt. You can earn uh, two, two points per dollar on a, two different categories each month. Well, it's three until the end of the, uh, December of 2022. After that, it's just two. So you got dining, airline tickets, purchase directly, car rental, gas stations, internet cable, all that stuff, which you can earn better somewhere else. Uh, four times on stays at Hyatt, which is okay. 
two times on fitness club, which you get with the personal card one, one X on everything else. I mean, I guess the real perk here is you get five tier qualifying night credits every $10,000 you spend, which for the personal it's two per five. So this is one more for every 10 K and spend. So that's big. If you spend towards status. And then if you spend $50,000 or more in a calendar year, you get 10% of all redeemed points back for the rest of that year. So if you can hit, hit that early, then that's that's something uh, to put in your pocket. But there's no free night cert. There's no chance to earn another free night cert. There's no elite night credits given to you, which would have been cool if they stacked like they do with Marriott with, with the personal business card. So they really missed the mark. I don't know if they ran out of money, marketing budget, what, but it's like they got halfway there and then just fell down and died. <laughs> My question was, and I don't know if you either of you have the answer, but who does this card make sense for? If is it just people who want the extra five nights and the sign up bonus? You know, I I just I don't know. This really didn't feel like it moved the needle for me, but maybe there's something I'm missing. Yeah, it's pretty much exclusively for people that want to spend their way to status because you're knocking you're getting twenty five percent more every time you spend ten K. So you can get there that much quicker. I mean, if you're just going for the welcome offer, you're better off getting an ink unlimited or an ink cash, which is 75K ultimate rewards points for $7,500 and spend in no annual fee. So, you know, once those drop down to the 50K normal, like if, if those were, those are normally, you know, 50K points for 5K and spend. So if that was at that level, then I could see going for this card for the, the better signup offer. But until those drop down, you know, those two are better for you. So unless you're spending your way to status, I don't know. Yeah, I think spending for sure. I mean, there is something to point out here. There are some decent bonus categories, maybe, like gas stations is on there, dining for some people. A lot of people have that kind of spend. So, you know, you have the ability to earn, what, 3x on those categories? Only 2x. No, it's uh, two points per dollar on your top three yeah. categories through the end of next year. But it's two points per dollar on uh, your top two after that. So yeah, and then uh, the 10% back in points, which was kind of a cool thing if you could hit the 50k early on. That's capped at 20,000 points per year. So you're only looking at 200,000 or 200,000 points in redemption. If that wasn't capped, I could see people trying to hit the 50k quick. They'll earn the uh, 25 elite night credits as well as they could get 10% off for the rest of the year. But you know, 200k goes pretty quickly if you're staying at high end, high locations. So a card most people should avoid, especially considering it's 524, hard to get. The Hyatt, the regular Hyatt credit card still remains probably the best hotel card or certainly up there among the best hotel cards. So that would definitely, I think, be our recommendation uh, unless you have a very specific uh, use case for this. Glad to see them doing it. Maybe they'll actually launch a Hyatt premium card next. So something to look forward to, Joe. Listen to uh, episode... <laughs> Da-da. Yeah, Chase listened to episode da, 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 so you get better ideas this time around. <laughs> 112. Listen to episode 112, please, everyone, in perpetuity. But I, I don't get how they can roll out. They, they rolled out the personal card, and it was great. Like, they hit everything that you would ever want. And then they, you know, they could have just done the same thing with the business card. Like, had it very similar. Free night cert every year. Yeah, Learn like another one at SBG, right? The business yeah. and personal is basically the same card. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, they could have done, or if they even at 50K spend, because all this stuff is based on 50K, like get a free night uh, uh, category seven cert at 50K spend. Give some people something. Does this mean the regular high credit cards getting devalued? Like maybe they realize that's too rich and uh, this is maybe a sign of what we're going to see them take away. You know, I like the free night after 15K spend is almost ridiculously good. The, the extra free nights, so you're getting two free nights every year. 
please don't speak such things publicly, Sean. Yeah, don't put it in the ether, yeah, man. Come on, man. All right, let's <laughs> do that. Let's just let's just move on to, to rapid fires then. Stone this man. <laughs> Mark, start us off. Uh, yeah, so my rapid fire is uh, me. T- hey, Ma, I'm cleaning out my closet. I like that. Uh, how'd you like that title? Did you see that today, Joe? I Ryan missed it. I missed it. That, that's a good one. I, I would <laughs> if I had seen that, I would have sent you a message already. So there you go. So cleaning out my chase closet, uh, just, you know, giving some tips on I'm, uh, product changing a couple cards and I'm closing one and just always be reevaluating your wallet and what works best for you. You know, some circumstances changed that some product changes made more sense now than they did, you know, six months, a year ago. So I'm going to do that. It should help my earning rates. So don't just try to maximize the cards you have. Also consider other cards that you can get within the same bank. City's really good about that. One of the few things they're good at is they let you product change personal card to pretty much any other personal card. It doesn't have to be in the same family. Chase is a little more restrictive, but there's still a lot of options. So how about you, Joe? My rapid fire is, you know, the answer to a question that I think a lot of people might ask, which is, can I stack free nights from Hyatt and Amex Platinum credits? You know, you have multiple credits and it's always kind of confusing whether you can stack them or not. So Ryan S who loves to play with this kind of stuff definitively answered that question. So check it out. If you're curious, you know, your Hyatt free night certificates, your Amex platinum hotel collection benefits, you know, can you use both of those on the same stay? Check out Ryan's article and find out for yourself. And he does that series regularly where he answers questions. So, uh, you know, if you have any questions, you can email him Ryan at miles to memories.com for him to answer these sort of beginner questions. We love to, uh, to help people out with that. And uh, my rapid fire is uh, Benji wrote up his favorite dining apps. We've had some discussion on our diamond Patreon group about some of the food offers. And, you know, Mark and I have gone back and forth about covering some of this stuff. Cause some people like it. Uh, some people don't, but uh, Benji loves free food. I mean, he loves free uh, him and PDX deals guy are like the king of free food Kings of free food apps. So he decided to write up his favorite ones and I don't normally do this, but CF Frost, if you if you listen to this podcast, you comment on the site all the time. Stop commenting negative stuff, like seriously, like just stop it. All right, like just he gave uh, Benji a hard time because he said Zaxby's was better than Chick Fil A. Terrible. <laughs> I don't know why uh, uh, people. It got a very you know <laughs> a vitriol response for something that was just trying to help people if they want to save money on these certain apps, like. These are ones I find the most value in. And quite a few people were like, why are you eating this garbage? Or you should eat healthier and stuff. And it's like, dude, millions of people eat at this place. He's just trying to help people that do enjoy this save some money. Like, I like Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to eat there. I use their app. It can save you money. So wh- I don't know. If you if it, if it isn't a restaurant you like, just move on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. But so if you, yeah, if you don't like fast today. food, if you don't like this kind of food, don't worry about it. But if you do. Healthy, healthy places don't have apps okay they don't have dining apps your local restaurant doesn't have a dining app it's going to be a chain restaurant that serves fried food so just skip it yes so carl uh we're we're sorry in the comments that that you like healthy food or we're not sorry we're glad that you like healthy food and that this doesn't apply to you but uh, hopefully it applies to other people out there and be a little kinder in the comments uh everybody you know so mark spends so much time 
writing uh, actually i was gonna make a joke that mark spent so much time writing these titles and so you can just skip it if the title doesn't interest you but then i just realized mark you write such good titles that's why everyone clicks it even if it's not something they want to read and then it makes them upset and then they leave the comment so you know really this is all on you mark <laughs> just gotta... i know they get so mad about us sharing free food I mean, yeah no. can i can i just complain really quickly though like why like all these places have apps, and now I have so many apps on my phone. It drives me nuts. I want to just like install and un and they're all and tracking install you. like every every you single time. Just, it just drives you should me nuts. just get your kids more Happy Meals. It's the easiest app to use, and you, you're guaranteed to save money every time. All right, you want to you want to talk about apps, okay? And shout out to Benji because Benji put me on this app. All right, free Happy Meal on my McDonald's app. Like pretty much every time I go to McDonald's now. Thank you sincerely, Benji, for putting me on the McDonald's app because Joe McDonald's gets them for himself to get legit. that. He get, he get, uses it uh, for himself to get the Mickey Mouse stuff. Just doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can confirm that, yes, that is what happens. I swear my kids are home. I got three of them. So, yeah, Dude, I got them I got them all hidden in the console in my car, and I'm just hoping she never, like, opens it up. I got I to, gotta, like, slowly bring them out. I wish he was joking, but he's not. All right. No, that's, uh, that's going to do not, it. I really am not joking. I, I didn't think you were. <laughs> All right, Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? Uh, you can find me at McDonald's or you can find me at As a Joe Flies all over social media. You can connect with me there and find all my stuff there. What about you, Mark? Do you even give your kids the food? No comment. <laughs> oh, I love when they give you those tiny little fries and you're like, oh, there's like eight fries in here. This isn't enough. <laughs> they're like, sir, you're not oh, supposed it's... to be having a happy meal. You're in a grown man. Yeah. Well, anytime they're like, what do you want? I always just say extra fries for my kids. So then it upgrades it to a small fry. And I'll tell you the, what, Mark, it is wedges enough. or whatever. I'll tell you what, Mark, it is enough if you've eaten another entire serving of fries beforehand. <laughs> it's just icing on the cake. There you go. There you go. I should make Free an appointment fry for a physical. I should make an appointment for a physical. <laughs> Where can we All find right. you, Mark? Back to, uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. You can email me, Mark, at milesofmemories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the site. Join our Facebook groups. We'll get back to you there. Uh, how about you, Sean? It's Sean at milestomemories.com for email. We have, uh, of course, this podcast. We have our Vegas stuff, Mark. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash milestomemories. And our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash milestomemories. We're doing our, what, our spending time podcast twice a month now. Our Slack group. We still got our meetups coming up, Our all our other content. So that community is really rocking. Thanks to everybody who's in it. And thanks to all of you for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. See you next week. It's going to be the Joe and Bethany and Mark show. Yes. Yes.